This podcast may contain adult themes and triggering topics. Please be kind to yourself if you get triggered by what we discuss. Also, this isn't a substitute for therapy or counseling. Please listen to the appendix at the end for some of our recommendations for resources that will help you find a qualified mental health care provider. Now, we take you to a time in the near future where emotional abuse has been appropriately deemed a crime and the survivors find a home to reclaim their lives and freedom. This is Haven, and these are the stories of the Reclaimers. Dear Feeney and Percy, it was wonderful to hear from you both. Thank you for the updates and congratulations on the completion of the third DC Haven location. It's thrilling to see what you've been able to accomplish in such a short amount of time. I was also happy to hear from the Haven Security Council. With that report completed, Percy's director probation requirements are officially met, and she is free to return to active co-director status. Such wonderful news. Thank you for the invitation to shadow you. I have so much to learn about the protocols you've built for all of the reclamation centers. I should arrive the end of next week. I'm honored to be a part of this committee, part of changing the world for the better. Your fellow reclaimer, Senator Amelia Gold. So, Maxwell Reed Jr. Senator Daniels. Imagine my surprise when I received your reply. You you got my message. I did. Glad to get it. I didn't think it would get through all the security at the rehabilitation center. I think you and I both know how very impotent the security is in rehab. Besides, I am the so-called abuser of the, how did they describe her, the extraordinary telepath? (laughs) Her abilities were so easy to manipulate, so easy to control. She's nothing special, despite what everyone says. I'm so sick of all the talk about her. She's the abuser. She's the one who manipulated everyone. She was easy to manipulate? Yes. Why? Oh, uh, not that. I I don't want to manipulate her. I... When I met her, her blocks were fairly solid. Ah. I suppose that's why you replied? Well, no. I replied because you said you had information about my father... I do. But it's stuck with her. She's got all the information you could ever need about him. When I asked her, she said I could just go talk to her about him. And you believe that she'd just give it all up to you? (laughs) All the information. What about all those years she hid everything? Without my leadership on that inquiry, you never would have known who she was. How your father really died. 
She kept that from everyone, especially you. She said she didn't know who I was until she got the Digidoc from your vault. And you believe that? Yes. N no. I don't know what to believe. So then, what do you want from me? Why reply to me at all? I was curious. About what I wanted? Why I reached out? Yes. And about Percy. Don't ever speak her name in my presence. I I'm sorry. Of course. I was curious about... your abuser? Yes. Let's call her that. I was curious about both. Curious enough to reach out to a convict? Well, if she's your abuser, you were wrongly convicted. <laughs> I think this is going to work just fine, boy. Just fine. <laughs> All right. Good. If it's information about your father, I can help you get that, but I'm going to need some help, too. Okay. What help? She manipulated that entire inquiry, so I have to try a different method now. Which method is that? I just have to show the world who she is. But she's... inaccessible. The walls and defenses she was able to put up at the time of the inquiry, just at that right time, it all just proves her status as a sociopathic abuser. So we have to go through Feeney. How do we do that? We? Does that mean you'll help me? If I help, I'll get a chance to know everything she has on my father? I personally guarantee it. Then yeah. I'm not powerful like you, but if there's something I can do, I'll do it. Good. That's very good. Okay, wait for it. Uh, Topher, you're gonna love this part. Listen to this. Yes, but the war taught us that we can no longer approach it that way. We're poised to connect victims with support in a way we never have before. 16 fully staffed reclamation centers with both private and judicial funding are a testament to that connection. Our primary judicial consideration is no longer restraining and punishing abusers. Instead, the focus is entirely shifted to survivors. How can the system more fully meet their needs, and how can our communities pave the way for public support? Brilliant. I was beaming ear to ear. She just went into that anti-empathy conference. Uh, and... uh, Anti-empathy? Oh. 
Yeah, I guess they aren't really anti-empathy. They're more anti-heightened gifts. <laughs> Sonia started the whole anti-empathy train in one of her department's reports, and, and well, now it's everywhere. Well, I confess, I like it. Even if it is a little... Oh, propaganda-ish? Yeah. However, even if I didn't have a heightened gift myself, I'd still be unfailingly campaigning for their widespread acceptance. It's time to begin treating all heightened gifts and people with the respect and daylight they deserve. Well, I know two particularly gifted empaths who prove that to me on the daily. Thanks, Topher. <laughs> all right, I think we need to talk about Luis. Yes. Uh, where is he now? The trial team took him to the kids' lodge. Uh, here at Haven One? Uh, yes. I wanted him close by. I was hoping to be his advo. Oh, yeah, right. Like you've got time for another survivor on your docket. Well, haven't you heard? I'm getting a co-director. She's supposed <laughs> to start on Monday. Wait, is, is that the one that left you to run things all alone? <laughs> yep. Left me to manage this Haven and all the new ones for a whole year. And now here she is, pain in the ass know-it-all, trying to- Take stuff off your plate because Ashley might never speak to me again if I don't give you a break? See, I'm getting a break. <laughs> that means I'll have plenty of time to work with a kid like Luis. He's so sweet. He really is. I hate that he's had to put up with that antisocial predator as a father for this long. Agreed. Luis deserves an engaged father, one who will really love him. Speaking of his father, did they decide where the hearing would be? Uh, they're going to have it here in D.C. so that the president's team can direct the handling of it. Yeah, the president wants to make an example. Even ambassadors aren't above the law. And little Luis, how will his advocate progress with him? Are you interested in him because of his abilities? Is he heightened? Oh, I don't think he's old enough for them to know just yet. I just wasn't sure if you'd want reports on his progress moving forward. Oh, talk of Luis is making you sad, Fenia. You want to tell me why? He's... he's just so little. Phoenix, you okay? Uh, yeah. Uh, ever since I started seeing Jeanette, I've had trouble regulating my emotions around the kids' cases. You hadn't mentioned that. Yeah. Where did you two go? Oh, I was checking in our rainbow bridge tunnel thing to see how Feeney's really doing. I'm fine. I told you, I'm fine. Hmm. Auricula. What? Your rainbow bridge, as you call it. Auricula. It's, it's the term that Stanford Heightened Lab just introduced to the coalition to describe a bridge of heightened telepathy between two people. Wait, I haven't been reading the Stanford updates. You're saying this exists for other people besides us? Yes. Though yours is pretty rare in that you're not a telepath, and Percy is. Most auriculars are between, um, <clears throat> between two telepaths. Topher, are you okay? Um, I've just had some history with auriculars, and uh, I think we can talk about that another time. Of course. We go at your pace. <laughs> oh, sly, Percy. Very sly. I'm sly. I'm not the one sneaking around the haven with a bunch of unhealed sadness. Who says it's unhealed? <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe we should get back to talking about the report on Luis's mission? Of course, you're right. I, I just, well, I have questions about your experience in the auricular. Hmm. Would you be okay if... Ask away. 
with her being the telepath, did she force you into the auricula? Hey, I would never. No, no. She's kind and cautious about where she goes, mentally. She's never read anywhere past the line of consent without my express permission. And we've reached a sort of comfort level with being in the auricular together. You're completely at ease with her hearing your thoughts? Yes. And you hear hers, too? Yes. Do you have to let others in, or is the auricular just always open? Huh. I never really thought about that before. I hope that isn't crossing a line. No, no, not at all. And I'm getting that bundle. This isn't just about us, is it? Uh, perhaps not, but you know, perhaps I just want to know what's like for the two of you. Fair. I think the tunnel is a great metaphor, except there's tons of light and space, and it feels really comforting, stabilizing even, to be in there together. Percy has her side, I have mine, and if I need to, I can close my side off and she can just be in her side. But it seems like it's always open for both of us. Have uh, either of you ever had to close off? Yes, a couple of times. Mostly because of my abuser. And mine. Your abuser? Uh, yes. Uh, well, Percy and I had a few disagreements about some choices I made with my biological father. She rightfully... We both rightfully needed some time. So kept things distant a bit. I didn't handle that well. I still regret it. It's in the past. In the past. Truly? I promise. If there's work to do on it, I'll do it. I, I apologize for that tangent. I'd, I'd love a chance to sit with both of you sometime and get more information if you'd be all right with that. All, all right, right by, by me. me. <laughs> all right. How about we get back to the mission report? Right. Truman was fantastic. Good, good call, suggesting him. Oh, he's the only person I know who could have played that young. And he's able to keep things safe for survivors. Ooh, got that. What is that? Wow, I got that too. I... He trusts you. Completely. And that distresses you. Trust is a gift. One I want to earn. And I don't want Truman to ever get those emotions and worry that he's done something to cause them. Yeah. Uh, better be careful. He'll get some stray thought about it. <laughs> Not anymore. What? Truman can't read her anymore. Really? Guess those trauma bonds are starting to heal. What do trauma bonds have to do with Truman? Oh, he was able to map his gift during the inquiry. He discovered that he can read people's thoughts only when they're trauma bonded. <laughs> the human mind is amazing. Yes. And now that he understands that dimension of his gift, he tries to sit on non-trial intakes to make sure. Non-trial? Like... like Ben? Uh, oh. Uh... Yeah. Him. Dr. Soleil, even if I didn't know you, I'd wonder about that continent-sized emotional shift that just rocked the room. Ben's going to be here today, isn't he? Yes. I'm escorting him over this afternoon. Jeanette got him assigned to the special cases and the VIP lodge. Phoenix. Fine. I'm fine. He's a flying monkey, Feeny. That means he's a survivor, too. Yeah, I don't care. He still needs to take responsibility Everything for he did to Sonia and Rosie. Especially Rosie, because she was so vulnerable? Uh, sure, that's the part, he, what he did that I'm the most upset about. What part are you upset about? Smear campaign? 
Wait, all this anger, it's, it's about me? Uh, yes, Persephone. Y yes. What he did to you? Yes. I'm okay. It, it wasn't that bad. Uh, yes, it was. What makes you say that, Feeny? Aside from putting her directly in the path of her abuser and exposing the Haven to complete annihilation, he also caused countless nights of torment. It made Percy believe she was at fault for Kari's... I mean, Percy, he made you... He, he made you want to... You heard that? You knew about that? Heard what? Uh, Percy, she... It's okay. At the height of everything... My very best friend thought it would be better if she wasn't around anymore. If she just ended things. Ended her life. Percy? Okay, yes. I admit that it got to that level. That I was trying to hide it from everyone, including you. And Addie. Luckily, she's trained in the ideation flag, so she got the pharmacy to deliver a big old dose of synthetic neurotransmitters. From there, it was a natural progression to see clearly how I'd be hurting Dion. Possibly scarring him for life. You think? Okay. Once I was medicated, I could see how deeply that would hurt Feeney, and I couldn't imagine... You didn't even go as far as ideation when you got back from the encampment, Percy. Ben. Ben is the one who put you in that mindset. Don't you see that? There's a lot of pain here. For you both. Yeah. I think I needed to address this. Absolutely. Do you want to do a confront session with Jeanette? Uh, no. I think I want it to be less formal. He lied to us. And then he did things to Rosie and Sonia and the Haven. But what he did to you, Percy... <sighs> Yeah, I, I think this needs to be a discussion, not a session. I could set it up. Not right now. Let's give it a few weeks. Phoenix, I'm sorry. Don't apologize. Your distress, that amount of pain, we don't apologize for emotions. I just wish I could do something about the hurt it caused you. You can. What's that? Stay in the auricular with me. No isolation, no shame, no hiding your pain, no grieving alone. We're in this together. You got that, Persephone Jean Stubborn? <laughs> I'm not going anywhere, Phoenix Listmaker Soleil. <laughs> you too. <laughs> oh, Topher, I'm sorry about the report. Should we start on it now? What if we take a little breather and meet up another time to talk about Luis? I'll take you up on that. Thank you. Do you want us to leave so you can have some space? Nah. I'll tell you what. Why don't you walk me down to the transport station? Ashley's coming back from her first lecture series today, and now that I have a co-director again, <laughs> I wanted to go home early to help the girls make a welcome home banner. You got it. Happy to. Hey, it's Percy and Feeney here. What you've just heard is a work of fiction, but we know that many listeners are living in a world of pain that isn't fictional at all. At the end of every episode, we're going to include an appendix of sorts. Some things we hope will serve those who live with a reality of fear and pain every day. First, we want to let you know about our website. 
www.empowering.tools, where we keep an ongoing list of books, websites, hotlines, and many other resources for victims and survivors of toxic relationships. Second, we love to hear from you. If you'd like to share your story with us or let us know how the episode impacted you, we'd love for you to reach out. These are deeply emotional things, and we want to give you a chance to share. We're a small team, so an in-depth response isn't always possible, but we do read every message we receive. Third, if you're in crisis or you need to find an immediate way out, please call 800-799-7233 for the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. If your abuser is a parent or a non-romantic relationship, there are other resources we've listed on the website that are just for you. A reminder, emotional violence is still violence. You don't need to have bruises on your body to deserve help, and it's okay to feel what you're feeling when you call. Fourth, be safe. For some, getting out will take planning and time. If you know you need help, do what you need in order to safely get away. Lastly, we know how difficult it can be to believe there's hope on the other side of a toxic relationship. Many on our team know the devastatingly difficult steps it takes to get away from an abusive predator. But there is hope. You don't have to do it alone. If you don't have supportive family or friends, you can still find support at the hotlines we mentioned earlier or at a local hospital or shelter. Thousands of survivors have made it out. Getting out and reclaiming your freedom can be your story. We believe in you. We believe in your future. And And we we believe believe in your right to that freedom. freedom.